0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the
1: For the Culture
0: podcast.
1: This is the For the Culture podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man Jason Spears. Thursday Night Football, prime time. The two and five New York Jets taking on the three and five Indianapolis Colts. It's a primetime game. It's 8:20. The entire country is going to be watching this one between two teams that have a total of five wins as we enter week number nine and the jets obviously they have the number two overall pick quarterback in zach wilson he goes down two weeks ago against new england mike effing white and that is his name first middle and last mike effing white last week threw for 400 passing yards and led the new york jets to victory against the cincinnati Bengals. and guys when you're a three and five team you can't take anybody lightly and every game matters for the rest of the way You could win out and miss the playoffs at this point. So every game's important unless you've already moved on to the draft and you're looking at the offseason. Personally, going into week nine, I'm not there yet. We just invest too much in the podcast and our cult fandom, talking about acquisitions that we're making and pickups and signings in March and then getting into draft season and talking about training camp. We talk about the team too much throughout the calendar year to give up going into week nine, especially when you're on prime time, you want to look good on prime time in front of the nation. So Colts jets week number nine, you would have hoped we were in a better spot coming into this game. I quite honestly didn't even see the jets winning two games at this point. And you're in a position. If you lose this game, the season's completely over. I mean, it might be over now, but it's completely over. If you lose this game, you'd actually be tied with the jets and you'd be trailing them in the standings. The New York jets, because of the tiebreaker if you were to lose this game head to head but it's a home game it's a primetime game Thursday night football we should take care of business in this game and we're going to go through the whole rundown as we always do on the game previews Jason already week number nine these weeks are just flying by especially this week the short turnaround not just for the players but Jason for me and you on the podcast quick turnaround two days ago we upload a game recap and then boom we're back on Tuesday night with the
0: game preview week number nine Colts Jets Thursday night football yeah, man. Lot, lots of podcasts. We're doing, you know, preview, review, preview, review. It's like first five, last five. It's not, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, listen, no matter what, no matter what happens with this team, I I'm, want I'm our fan base to so the people that listen to this show. And I think you all know this. We've been around since well, Luke and I started working together in 2016 for the culture was formed to start 2017. And no matter what happens, if we lose every game, we're going to be here, period. There's not going to be, you know, we're not going to quit because the team's not good. We don't do that on this show. There's other podcasts that have done that multiple times. We've been through the 4-12 and 12 2017 season and the 7-9 and 9 2019 season. So I, just before we even get into this game, I want our fans to know we're not going to, you know, leave you. We're not going to. Bail on the season and as far as what Luke said yeah I mean we're still we're three and five we're probably not going to make the playoffs but it's not completely out of the realm of possibility you don't know what's going to happen with the Titans I mean I don't think they're going to blow it with you know with Henry I think they're just too far ahead but you know Frank figures out that he has the best running back in the NFL now since Henry's out and he starts using him. I think we can beat any of these teams. But if we throw it 50 times, I also think we can lose to any of these teams. So we're not bailing on this season. And even if the Colts stink and lose every game, we're going to be here. We, we, we won't abandon our fan base. We'll always be here, for if nothing else, to make you laugh. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that as far as, as far as this game goes, I mean, it goes without saying. There's no excuses. We th- There's just no excuse to lose this game. We have to win it. And uh, they got to go find a way to get it done. That's the bottom line. The next two games, especially – are big cause we can get back to 500 going to Buffalo and you know, who knows in Buffalo, we played well enough to win last year, except for a couple of mistakes in the playoffs. So you never know, but the key is you got to win this game. There's no, I mean, there's just no tomorrow. You have to find a way. There can't be a hangover. There can't be anything. They have to go out and find a way to win. And the Jets are playing well, man. I mean, that's a big win over the Bengals. We, I mean, they beat two really good football teams. We haven't beat anybody good. So it's true. It's, um, true. it's, uh, it's not going to be, a, it's going to, it reminds me of the, the, the Dolphins game in 19. This team's going to play hard. You might beat them. They're not going to, you're not just rolling your helmet out there and winning this game. You're going to have to go out there and play hard for 60 minutes. And, and I hope and think, I believe in my heart, the Colts will do that and get the win, but they got to go do it. Jason, I'm glad you said that because we're kind of joking
1: a little bit, the two and five jets. Not that I'm taking them lightly as an opponent because at three and five, you can't, we haven't beat a team over 500. They've beat two. I'm pretty sure the Bengals are still above 500, right? Five and three Bengals, six and two Titans. And a Titan team, a Titan team that beat us twice. So you have a team that had one opportunity against the Titans and beat them in the jets. You have a team that had two opportunities against the Titans and got swept to zip in the Colts. So we could joke about the jets. We could joke about Mike white, who just threw for 400 passing yards against the Bengals. But this is an NFL team that's coming to Indianapolis on a short week and they want to win. They want to win back-to-back games. Robert Sala is a big upgrade. We don't know what he's going to be yet as a head coach, but I'm pretty damn sure he's a big upgrade over the high school offensive coordinator that is Adam Gaze. And I'm not joking about that. Adam Gaze went to Ohio, and he's not the head coach of a high school team. He's the offensive coordinator of a high school team. That's how far his fall from grace has been. So, Adam Gaze out. The last time we saw the Jets, Adam Gaze, gone. In comes Robert Sala, who was extremely well thought of when he was with the San Francisco 49ers as a defensive coordinator, and he's off to, I would say, a pretty solid start with the Jets. They have two upset wins in their first seven games, working with a rookie quarterback, a lot of just kind of – it's kind of like the 2017 Colts roster where you have a lot of guys that aren't really the guys for the future, and you're kind of just patching as you go along and you're trying to build something. So he's done a good job. Up until this point, watch it from afar. And then Wilson goes down last week. In comes a 26-year-old journeyman practice squad quarterback who throws for 400 yards. And that's where we'll start this thing off with the New York Jets offense. They come in 30th in the National Football League, scoring 16.3 points per game. They've turned the ball over 15 times. A lot of that due to a rookie quarterback making a majority of the starts up until the last game and a half when Wilson went down. They've allowed 22 sacks. Not a lot of names on this offense, so I'm going with led by quarterback Mike effing White, 607 passing yards in about a game and a half, came in two weeks ago against New England to finish the deal. They gave up like 54 points in that game, it was a blowout, but then last week, 405 passing yards led week eight, led all quarterbacks in passing yards, one guy actually bet a $1,000 that Mike White would lead the league in passing yards week 8 and he made 125 grand on that ticket Almost cashed out for seventy grand going into Monday Night Football with the threat of Patrick Mahomes. Didn't. Stuck to his original bet. Made $125,000. So, God bless that guy. Four touchdowns to four picks. So, he is turning the ball over a 50-50 ratio with a 74% completion percentage. A lot of dump-offs. A lot of screen passes. Got the ball off quick in his last game. So, it's a high completion percentage. Obviously, the Colts usually give up high completion percentages because... We kind of in our zone allow the quarterback to complete passes. Fans don't like it so much, but we make them go the long route and it usually ends in turnovers. And this is a pretty good example of that. A guy who will take what the defense gives him, but it will also make mistakes for turnovers, for picks in about a game and a half for Mike White, leading the New York Jets 30th ranked offense into Thursday Night Football.
0: Yeah, the Jets have played much better at home than they have on the road. They haven't won a game on the road, so that's we got that going for us as far as the, the game in general. But as far as the offense, you you said it best. There's not a lot of guys. They, they're gonna. It's going to take them a while to kind of get their guys in there. You mentioned White obviously starting this game, and he played extremely well last week. I think his two interceptions were both on tip balls. So, so he played extremely well. I mean, he throw for 400 yards and you beat a five and two team leading the division that had just beaten the crap out of the Ravens on the road. That's a big time statement win for a young team. And, and like you said, Sala is well thought of and, and they're, you I mean they're doing a lot better than I thought they'd do. So, but as far as the offense goes, uh, Michael Carter's a running back 279 yards, leads them in rushing with three touchdowns, good out of the backfield. 26 receptions, 226 yards. And then at receiver, Corey Davis is a really good player. Uh, We've seen him, obviously, a lot. 24 receptions, 349 yards, leads the team in total touchdowns with five. Uh, That's the guy you kind of got to focus on. He's a big physical guy. We've had problems with guys like that. Other notable guys they have on their offense, uh, Braxton Berrios, slot guy, Jamison Crowder, good, solid intermediate receiver. And the two young guys haven't pl- been playing that much, but I like a lo- I like both of these guys a lot, and I liked them coming out. Mims out of Baylor has not played that much, but he's coming along, and I still think he's got a high upside. And then Elijah Moore, a guy the Colts liked a lot of- out of Ole Miss at wide receiver, has been pretty good for them. Those two young guys I think are a big part of their future, but as far as just their overall starting offense, it's not very explosive and the colts just have to play their game this game is more about and on both sides of the ball this game is more about us doing what we need to do and executing on offense and defense than it is about anything else it is about the jets or anything else it's about the colts doing what they need to do meaning execution it has to be better and there's no excuses this week. It has to be better. They have to find a way to win the game. But nothing super impressive about this Jets offense, other than what Mike White did last week. I mean, now you can't say enough about that. But this is a new week. It's on the road. Indy should be rocking a Thursday night game. We haven't had a night game in Indy since I think I was 10 years old. I don't, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But it's been a long time. And so I think it should be rocking there. And I, I, I like our team in this game as far as, you know, the, the, the fact that, The Jets have struggled mightily on the road and the Colts, you know, are coming off a heartbreaking loss. They're going to want to get that taste out of their mouth. So key to this game is just coming out, focused, ready to play against this Jets team because the Jets are going to play hard. There's no question about it.
1: No doubt. And also now there's a little bit of tape on Mike White because there was really no tape before. You couldn't take that much out of the New England game. He came into that game. They're already down big, and they gave up 54 points. It was such a throwaway game. Now there's a little bit of tape on him, which leads us right into the Colts. Three keys on defense. Key number one, no big plays. And We say it all the time, but especially in this matchup. With that 74% completion percentage, if you guys watched that game, and I saw bits and pieces last week, everything was a dump off. Everything was a check down. I think I saw this crazy stat I think like 60 or 70% of his passing attempts were to running backs last week. Like everything was going to the running backs. I think the running backs had over 100 yards receiving or well over 100 yards receiving like maybe close to 200 yards. I mean, he was just dumping everything down to the backs. So no big plays is a huge key because they're going to take those. So tackle, which is, I guess, a two-parter like tackle and no big plays. So tackling will prevent the big plays. Let them dump it off because eventually they'll make a mistake. Key number one, I would just add that, Jason, tackle and no big
0: plays. Yeah, I thought the Colts, outside of one play against the Titans, absolutely just – just I thought they were dominating in the sense that they they were just laying the wood on everybody outside of the Rhodes miss tackle, which was egregiously bad. Just awful effort on his part. I thought they just they they dominated Derrick Henry whether he was already hurt or not they they just hit him and hit him hard all game they need to play with that same ferocious type of attitude in this game and no big plays is is basically what you said the way this team will get big plays on you is breaking tackles because they don't throw it deep that much they they, they check it down like luke said to the backs tight ends that type of stuff and you cannot let those guys and in screens as well you a guy like Corey davis you got to get him on the ground you the the key to this game is like i said colts doing what they do playing hard being in the right position making the tackles hitting guys winning the line of scrimmage all that stuff and it all leads to no big plays all that if you take care of all that you won't have any big plays in this game and that i mean i don't see any way the jets win this game without explosive plays and so shutting that down is important and i think if they play like they did last week which i thought they were fine against tennessee a lot of people you know think they were the reason they lost. And I think those people were nuts, but I, I, I think if they tackle well and do what they're supposed to do, that'll take care of, of, key number one, no big plays. Yeah. Jason, what I was saying, I just looked it up real quick, Carter and Johnson,
1: the two running backs for the jets Carter, nine receptions on 14 targets, 95 yards, Ty Johnson, five receptions, 71 yards and a touchdown. So the two of them, 14 receptions, they had 20 targets combined about 165 166 yards receiving and a receiving touchdown that's a majority of the jets offense last week
0: yeah the the linebackers are going to have to be really focused in the in the past game to make sure that they've got those guys taken care of i mean because that's you're right that's what they do they check it down and you just got to go get you know cut down those those plays with with good tackling technique and hold them to you know three four yards or whatever and get them in long distance and that's when the Colts feast, they feast on teams when they're in long distance. That's when they get a lot of turnovers. So Mm -hmm. yeah, man, that, that key is huge, you know? And I think it it, it really, if you take away the big plays at the end of the day, the bottom line is, I think that takes away their chance to win.
1: No question. Key number two, pressure white. You have a guy with not a lot of NFL experience. He's made one career start. He's played, I think he's only played in two career games. So you got to put pressure on him. You put pressure on him. He'll be prone to making mistakes. Even the tip balls, you throw a ball a little bit off the mark. You said it, two of his picks last week, tip balls, put some pressure on him, prone to be making mistakes. Young guy, youngish guy at 26 years old, but inexperienced 26-year-old. So put some pressure on him, and it'll lead to making mistakes.
0: Yeah, and we're playing a below-average offensive line. Becton's not playing; they're hurt there. They've got some injuries. I, I just the Colts have got to have a game where they they get five six sacks at some point. And it could be this week. I don't like their. They, I, I just don't like their offensive line. The reason why they get it out so fast is because their offensive line is so bad. So if you take away those those short you know pass yards and make them throw, you know, hold, and make White hold the ball, it's going to allow guys to get there. And I think that that could turn this game into a blowout. So the front four, whether it's Quiddy or Dio or AQM or, or Ture, whoever, you know, or Buckner or Grover, it doesn't matter. They've got to find a way to get there. They're better than the guys they're playing against. They got to get to the quarterback. I thought they were a lot better last week against Tannehill. And I think they should be good against this Jets offensive line. So, yeah, pressure and white will be big. And I think they're going to be able to do it in this game.
1: And key number three, forced turnovers. I think keys one and two play into key number three. If you don't give up big plays and you make tackles, it'll lead to the Jets turning the ball over. If you make them go the long way, I think they'll turn the ball over. And then the same thing, you put pressure on the quarterback, I think they'll turn the ball over. If you're getting three, four, five, six sacks in this game, putting the ball on the turf, putting pressure on them, quarterback hits, knockdowns, hurries, leading to tip balls, interceptions. So key number 3 force turnovers i think key's 1 and 2 will lead to key number 3 a little bit of a combination of key's 1 and 2 key number 3
0: force turnovers agreed everything you said is spot on luke you know if you do those first two things it's going to lead to to number 3 if he, if you're in like third and 10 you know th- anything over third and 7 really and they've got to hold the he's got to hold the ball to get to look for go through his reads down the field that's going to lead to pressure that's going to lead to speeding up his process and remember this guy doesn't have a lot of experience he played great last week but still only one game and there wasn't a lot of film on him we've got film on him now so I expect the Colts to you know put pressure on him and be able to force turnovers I think they're going to get turnovers in this game the Jets have turned the ball over they've allowed sacks so and their offense simply put is not very good they, they did have an A very good game last week, but that doesn't make up for the rest of the season. They're 30th out of 32. So I think, like Luke said, man, you do those first two things, it's going to lead to to key number three, force and turnovers. And if the Colts get turnovers in this game, this game should not be close. I mean, that Luke said it best. I really didn't even have to make a comment on that one because that's exactly – I pretty much just repeated exactly what he said. But it's very important. I mean, if we can get to the quarterback and and make them – chasing the sticks in third and long situations, that's not going to be good for them. And it's going to be great for us. So that's what needs to happen. And if it does, because I don't think the running game, the Colt, the running game's not going to do anything for them. The Colts are good against the run. They, I mean, dominated Der- Derrick Henry last week, did an outstanding job against him. I think they're playing really well in run D. So it's going to come down to them throwing the ball. And I think that's going to lead to some turnovers. Now flipping over to the jets defense
1: and The keys to the game for the Jets defense, which honestly would probably be our keys no matter who we play. But the Jets, let me just put this out there real quick, have given up a 100-yard rusher in each of their first six games. Last week was the first game they didn't allow a running back to rush for over 100 yards. So with that in mind, every game they've played on the road, they've given up 100-plus to the running back, to the number one running back on the other team. So just keep Wait, that. Wait,
0: Luke, Luke, Luke. Do
1: you want to go through their defense first? We're gonna go through the defense. I'm just putting that out there so people know no. because we don't even need to really talk about the Jets defense. I think these would be our keys probably if we played the number one rush defense. And I'm just letting everybody know we're not. So getting into the Jets defense now, I just had to put that little PSA out there. The Jets defense comes in thirtieth in the National Football League, allowing 29.4 points per game. So just about. 30 points per game, which is crazy because when you look at the Jets' offense, 30th. When you look at the Jets' defense, 30th. When you look at the Colts' offense and defense, we're about middle of the pack. We have one more win than them, and we're tied in the loss column. The Jets are a team that is only scoring 16 points per game. They're allowing 29.4 points per game, and this is a team that has beaten two playoff teams. They quite possibly have beaten two division champions the titans who lead our division by three games and beat us twice and the cincinnati Bengals, who lead probably the best division arguably the best division in the afc which is the afc north so the jets have two really quality wins and they're bad on both sides of the ball which is a little bit crazy to think about they've only forced five turnovers they have a 15 to 5 ratio in giveaways to takeaways that is minus 10. That is absolutely awful. It's just crazy to think that this team is only one win behind us and they have 17 sacks to go along with it. C.J. Mosley finally playing for them. They signed him a couple years ago. He played the season opener. He got hurt. He missed the rest of the season. Or maybe week two he got hurt and missed the rest of the season. Then last year opted out due to COVID, so they paid him a whole bunch of money. I think a lot of Colt fans wanted him. They paid him a whole bunch of money coming over from Baltimore, and he did absolutely nothing the first two years. This year he's playing a little bit, has a couple tackles for loss, has a forced fumble, has a sack. But they're led by former first-round pick Quinn Williams. 24 tackles, five tackles for loss, 4.5 sacks, nine quarterback hits. Probably the best stat line on this defense. Not a lot of names really on either side of the ball for the New York Jets. And they come in just like their offense – defensively, 30th in the National Football League.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of injuries. Uh, they signed Carl Lawson from the Bengals, who's out for the year. They, they've got a ton of injuries on defense. I do think they have a little bit more talent on defense. It doesn't really show in the numbers, obviously. Uh, Mosley's solid. But yeah, Quentin Williams is a guy that you got to stop. And we might be without... Quentin Nelson this week he didn't practice today we don't know it's it's a short week so he might not play so he might be getting glow and Reed Reed's been really good since he's come in minus the the penalties so that's the guy on their defensive line that's that's you've got to slow down he can he can wreck the game he's got five tackles for a loss he's got some sacks four and a half hits the quarterback nine quarterback hits and then they've got some other decent guys uh, another guy I like I, I who really was really good in the Titan game was uh Jonathan Franklin Myers, defensive tackle, uh, who's a really young player, very good and and getting better. I think he has some like three sacks or something like that on the year uh, and a lot of tackles for loss. And then other notable guys that I saw, Bryce Huff, defensive end, uh, Marcus Bay, safety, and then a couple of young players, Bryce Hall at corner and Quincy Williams at linebacker. So they've got a lot of interesting guys on defense. I think their, their youth is what's holding them back right now, but they've got some pretty decent guys. I feel, I feel a lot more confident about their defense in the future than I do about their offense, just because there's just not a lot on their offense. But as far as the defense goes, they just haven't made any plays. I mean, five turnovers, only 17 sacks. Uh, they don't really have a great pass rush. Uh, most of their best pass rushers, kind of like us are our interior, our interior linemen. So, You know, the Colts just have to play smart, do what they do. This team can't stop the run at all. So you would think that we would run it a lot with our guy, Jonathan Taylor, who's missing in action. I have a milk carton as my – Twit pick on Twitter because we just refuse to give him 20 carries in a game. And until he gets 20 carries in a game, he will be missing as far as I'm concerned. But this team, you can throw on them. You can run on them. Their defense is not very good. Obviously, there's a reason they're ranked 30th. And uh, so the Colts just need to play smart, do what they do and go out and win this game. Bottom line. Bottom
1: line, no question about it. Getting into our keys to the game for the Colts offense. Key number one, feed Jonathan Taylor. Minimum of 20 carries. A minimum of 20 carries unless you blow this game open maybe and he's at like 18 carries and you want to give him off the fourth quarter. But if this is a game, as long as this is a game, you have to be constantly giving Jonathan Taylor the ball minimum of 20 times. No
0: question. No question. I think this offense should really run through 28. It doesn't, but that's what my, I think our best chance to win games is running our offense through 28, leading on him, getting him the ball over 20 times a game. A lot of people disagree. They want to see Carson throw. I don't want to see that. I've seen enough. I saw what happens when you put the pressure on him at the end of the game and you make him throw 50 times. You don't win games doing that. So I want to see Jonathan Taylor get the ball a ton in this game. I want to see Naheem Hines get some more carries, get him more involved. I mean, he's been missing in action too. I want those two guys – those are two of our three best playmakers to have the ball in their hands. And specifically to Taylor, more – or at least twenty carries. Like Luke said, if it's a blowout, I'll understand if you're giving carries to Mac or whatever, that's fine. But if, if it's a relatively close game, this guy needs the ball in his hands and he needs at least twenty carries. And you know, the less you get him involved, the closer the game's going to be, in my opinion. So feed J T. Get twenty-eight the ball.
1: Key number two: throw less. Feed Taylor more. Key number one: throw less. Key number two: not fifty effing times. Don't throw fifty effing times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I in the in the notes that I sent Luke, I said, I said throw less, not fifty fucking times. But Luke Luke is not a a person that curses a lot. If
1: you're gonna curse, then I might as well say it too. Key number two: (laughs) throw less, not fifty fucking times. Don't throw fifty fucking times, Frank Reich. (laughs) Thank you, Luke. I see. I told Luke to read that. I said you got to read key number two on offense. (laughs) He said, okay. Well if you say to it, that play. I'm gonna say it. I'm not oh, one of those okay. people that okay. doesn't curse. I just don't curse on the podcast.
0: <laughs> okay, I, okay, it's fair. Um, key number two, but throw I less. Don't
1: throw fifty fucking times. And definitely don't throw fifty-one times. Fifty-one That's times true. last
0: game. Insane. 52 dropbacks, 51 throws. Yeah, it was bad. That's the key, you know. Don't don't throw the ball fifty times, please. In fact, let's just take it down to like 37 to 40 times, I I could live with that. Can we keep it under 40? Keep it under 40. Let's not even sniff 50 this week, Frank. Let's keep it under 40, maybe run the ball, you know, 27 times and throw it 35, something like that, something more balanced. You know that word balance when you're not just one-dimensional? That would work out well for me, man. I would feel much better about the team if we could, you know, learn that word and be that word. So hopefully this week Frank learns that. But as we've learned, Luke, it's been four years. He's probably never going to that. No, probably not. And key number three, key one, just
1: to review real quick, key one is to feed Jonathan Taylor a minimum of 20 times. Key number two is to throw less, not 50 fucking times. Key number three is balance, a balance between the run and the pass. Because, guys, key number two, throwing less does not mean don't throw. That's not what it means. It means don't throw as much. It means don't throw 50 effing times. It means throw less. You could still throw more than you run. You could throw 30 to 25 times. Like it doesn't have to be 50-50. It doesn't have to be more runs than passes. It just has to be closer to 50-50. Last week, it was 50 to 16 plus a couple for Hines. And I don't think any for Mack. So it has to be closer to fifty fifty, more balanced. Key number three, balance.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go along with the first two things. This is the third thing, and it all kind of goes together. The closer the, the ratio of run passes, the better this team plays, and the higher percentage the win the or higher our chances are of winning the game based on what we've seen in the first eight weeks. So am I saying we have to run more than pass? No. I'm saying the pass run has to be at least somewhat close. It can't be, you know, 51 throws to 18 runs or whatever it was in the last game. It can't be that. It's got to be, you know, more like 35-25 or 37-27. I can live with that. But when it gets one-sided, especially with this specific quarterback, the more you put on him – The more pressure that's on him, the more prone he is to mistakes. So you got to use the guys around him to make his job easier. I hope we can figure this out before the end of the year, but I don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen. But at the end of the day, once again, we'll keep talking about these keys until they start consistently doing them. Balance is a key for this offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, all three keys pretty much along the same train of thought. We have to be balanced, we have to run Taylor more, and we have to throw less. Boom, 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 three keys offensively. It's pretty straightforward, especially at home on primetime against the New York Jets defense that can't stop the run. It's not that they're great against the pass either, but they can't stop the run. Set up the pass with the run, run the ball. We have the – now that Henry's out because Henry is the best. Now that Henry's out, we have the best running back in the National Football League play accordingly call the offense accordingly and that leads us into our picks jason seven and one jason spears is seven and one on his picks which is pretty impressive three eight weeks for the colts so as the champ coming off a win last week bouncing
0: back after your 49er loss i'll let you go first okay well i'm gonna be honest with you guys i don't feel great about this game right now probably because i've still got residual tennessee game in my blood right now that i'm not over (laughs) um but i just cannot pick the jets in this game the colts they have to win this game they're the better team the better roster the better everything so i i like the colts in this game i don't really have a feel for if it's going to be a blowout or not if i was guessing i say the colts by like 10 i don't think it's going to be like it was with houston i don't think i don't think it's going to be that kind of a blowout but i I think the colts win by double digits uh maybe blow it open late but i'll be honest i don't feel super great about this game honestly because the the tennessee game was just such a gut punch to the everybody the team the fans we all know how much that game meant and to to lose it the way we did in heartbreaking fashion uh I mean, the team can come out two ways. They can come out flat or they can come out flying and ready to just kill, you know, just destroy this team. They did it against Houston, but that wasn't on a short week and they weren't playing a team coming off a huge win. So I think the Colts will win this game by double digits. But would I be surprised if the Jets are in this game to the end? Absolutely not. So hopefully – They win at the end. It doesn't like the bottom line though. Luke is it doesn't matter if it's by 10 or by one, as long as they win, they win and a win is a win. So I think the Colts win the game.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go 31, 20 Colts. It's going to be tough for the jets on a short week with a rookie coach and an inexperienced quarterback and just not a lot of talent and a lot of injuries. I never like the road team. When the talent is even or the home team is better, and in this case, the home team is obviously the better, more talented team. I don't like the road team on a short week like this. It's just there's not enough days to prepare. You already have a rookie head coach who's probably struggling week to week in terms of like the overwhelming difference from being a defensive coordinator to a head coach with all the responsibility, not a shot at him at all. I think he's actually doing a very good job through his first seven or eight weeks. They've had a buy. So I guess their first seven games in eight weeks. So he's done a good job. It's not a shot at him at all. It's just a tough job. You know, you're a head coach in the national football. League. That's a lot of responsibility, especially as a rookie head coach in the national football league. So I think it's going to be a tough transition for him to travel with his team. On the short week, coming off the big win could also kind of hurt the Jets. You're riding high, and to be able to refocus in a short week could hurt them. And the Colts staying at home, not having to travel, which is big because I think every year under Reich, we've had to travel for our Thursday night game. And this is our first one at home. Well, it's our first home game on primetime since you were 10 years old. So obviously, under Frank Reich, it's our first home game on primetime. So I think that's an advantage for us coming off a brutal loss could go one of two ways. The team could kind of pack it in when they look at the standings or they could come out pissed off. We came home after losing in Baltimore, that embarrassing 16 point lead that we blew against Baltimore. We came home and we blew the doors off Houston. Could we see a similar Colts team that comes out pissed off against the Jets and beats up on a bad team? Yes. And the Jets are just weird, man. You look two weeks ago, they looked like the worst team in the NFL. They looked like one of the worst teams I've ever seen against the New England Patriots. They give up a 50-burger to Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Tom Brady was an under center for the Pats, and they gave up 54 points. So, they looked awful. They turn around, and they beat the first-place team that came in at 5-2 and two. That's leading the AFC North in the Cincinnati Bengals. So they're a bizarre team. They beat the Titans. I'm not saying this is a gimme. I'm not saying the Colts are definitely going to win this game. You got to come out. You got to cross your T's. You got to dot your I's. You got to respect the New York Jets and what they've done in their two wins. You could also look at what they've done in their five losses and how bad they looked at times and how bad they looked against the Patriots. So this is our game to lose. We absolutely should win this game. I'm picking the Colts by 11. I'm going 31 to 20. So I think the Colts have every reason in the world to win this game. There's no excuse to lose this game, but the Jets have proven they could beat winning teams. Secret guys, we're not a winning team. We are three and five. They beat two division leading over 500 teams. Two teams that are better than us, they have beaten. So it is not out of the realm of possibility for them to travel on the short week, to come to Indianapolis and to beat us. You got to play. You got to go out
0: and you got to win this game. Right. Couple big injuries for the Jets. Uh, Corey Davis hasn't practiced, so I don't know. I he looks like he might not play. Bryce Huff, their defense, the young defensive end, uh, has not practiced, so he might not play. If Corey Davis doesn't play, that's a huge loss for them. Obviously, with the Colt injuries, we all know Kari Willis is out. T.Y. Hilton is out. And then also Quentin Quentin Nelson is probably, you know, game time decision, I would guess. So just a little update on the injuries. I think the Colts should be in pretty good shape otherwise. So, again, I think the Colts win this game. It's a matter of just, you know, pride going out there and just playing their game. Doing what they did defensively, the way they played last week was fine. I thought they hit as hard as I've ever seen them hit. If they do that again this week, I think they should handle business defensively. And the offense just has to get back to feeding the best player on the offense, and that's 28. They haven't given them more than 18 carries this year, which is insane in one game. They need to do that this week. And if they do that, this game shouldn't be close. So, just wanted to get that out there before we sign off.
1: No question, Jason. And that pretty much wraps it up. Prime time, enjoy the game. If you're going to the game, stay safe, have a good time, and hopefully the Colts come out with a win. You don't take wins for granted in the National Football League. I don't care who you're playing, especially on prime time. This could be our second prime time win in three weeks. We beat the Niners on prime time. We go home, we lose that tough one to the Titans, and now we have another opportunity here on Thursday Night Football against the New York Jets. So you win this game, you take it week by week. Titans have The Rams, they just acquired Vaughn Miller. It's a tough team. It's a good team. It's a good opponent. So you go out, you lose that game. The Titans, if they were to go out and lose that game, you could pick one up and you could slowly start to chip away. Even if you just put pressure on them, Derrick Henry was like 90% of that offense. Who knows what Ryan Tannehill looks like without Derrick Henry to lean on. You just don't know. If they completely go in the toilet, which I'm not saying they're going to, but it's a possibility you have to start shaving off games week by week. You take care of business, keep a side eye. Us as fans could keep two eyes, but, you know, the players keep a little side eye on the Titans, see how they're doing, check the box score at night, and you slowly but surely could chip away. And the same thing goes for the wild card. I think the wild card is going to be tough because there's a lot of really good teams in the AFC. I'd feel a lot better if we were in the NFC landing a wild card, but when you look at it like this, we're done with the Titans. We don't play them again, which sucks. I wish we did, but we don't play them again. So our three remaining division games, Jaguars, Jaguars, Texans, we've already blown the doors off the Texans. So we have three winnable games in the division. I know we have historically in recent history been bad against the Jaguars, but those are obvious. Like, if you want to make the playoffs, you have to win those games. You just have to win those games. And when you look at teams like the Chiefs, they have the Chargers. They have the Raiders. You look at the Raiders. They have the Chargers. They have the Chiefs. You look at the Broncos. They have all three of them. You look at the Steelers. They have the Browns. They have the Ravens. They have the Bengals. The Ravens have the Bengals. They have the Steelers. They have the Browns. The Browns have the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Like those teams are in tough divisions. They're gonna have to play all those other teams. So when you look at the wild card standings. And you look at a team, let's just say Denver, who's, I think, a game ahead of us right now. Well, Denver has the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders in their division. Where's the gimme game? They don't have one. We have three coming up. Jaguars, Jaguars, Texans. So Plus the, jet, plus the Jets. That's four. Like, right and we re, Yeah, and we really should win this Jets game. So if we lose this Jets game, it's over. We're going to come in. We're going to do the podcast every week. But playoff talk is over if you lose this game even though the jets have beat two teams already that are going to be in the playoffs but that's neither here nor there so not on the road
0: though we got that not on the
1: forward. road <laughs> you are right not on the road we could hang our hats on that so overall point is it's still early enough in the season where you just do your job you show up you win your games you slowly chip away You stack wins and then you hope that other teams and it's not even like you have to root for it entirely because at this point it's so early in the season. We're just nearing the halfway point. Now teams are going to play each other. So if you're behind the chiefs and you're behind the Broncos, well, the chiefs are going to play the Broncos. So there are going to be games where teams, somebody has to lose. Somebody also has to win, but somebody has to lose. So you just go out, you take care of business. We have four games that should be must automatic like they have to be wins jets jags texans jags two of those games come up in the next 10 days starting tomorrow night with the new york jets i know you kind of gave your closing thoughts do you have anything else to say before i wrap it up
0: Uh, other than it starts this week they gotta they gotta find a way to to get their offense and run it through 28 i think that's the biggest issue right now and and it's one week every our season's a one week season every week now Yep. So it, it, it's just focus on this opponent. Nothing that ma- Nothing that happened previous to this game matters. You can't do anything about it as a fan, as a player, as a coach. It doesn't matter. It starts this week, and you and you win this game, and that's great. Then you put that behind you, and you focus on the Jags. That's how this. That's how they have to do it for the rest of the season. Every week, it, it, it's going to sound like a chuck line, but every week has to be our Super Bowl. We have to play every game like it's our Super Bowl because we have. That's the only way we get back in this thing, dude. It's the only way we get back in it. You got to play every treat every team with a, with respect, come prepared, be ready to play. And if you do that, you're going to have a chance every week. So hopefully the Colts start that this week and we can see some, you know, really marked improvement over the next, I don't know, month or so. But that starts this week.
1: It does. Starts this week. If you go back to 2018, when we started off, what was it, 2-5 and, and we went on that crazy run or was it? Well, we it was one and five. One it and was five, one. and then we finished yeah. the season ten and one. You have Andrew Luck. It's a lot different. I know Colts Twitter is comparing Andrew Luck to Carson Wentz. We're not going to get into it. It's ridiculous. We're not going to get into it. But point is, the mentality was one and zero each week. I think that it's stacked against us a little bit different this year because of a couple different things, but the overall philosophy is the same. you were never gonna go out and win three games in a week you just can't do it you have to go week by week so one to no this week one to no next week and you just slowly but surely do your job and just kind of hope that everything falls into place if you were to run the table right now the rest of the year you're not guaranteed a playoff spot but there's a good chance if you run the table and you finish with five losses. Well, that would be with the extra game this year, that would be 12 and five. You'll make the playoffs at 12 and five. You'll get in for sure. So you just go out and do your job every week. We talked about the easy games, those four games. If you lose one of those, you're probably done. But then you also have three really difficult games. You have the bills. You have the bucks. You have the cards. Those are three tough games. I think we have the Raiders in there. And
0: the Patriots.
1: Yeah. Patriots, historically difficult for us. So, week by week starts tomorrow night or starts thursday night or starts whenever we upload this doesn't matter we play on thursday night so it starts on thursday night you gotta go 1-0 that's my man jason spears i'm your host luke diamond enjoy the game if you're going to the game have fun stay safe and we will be back probably friday afternoon because it's tough with the late night games to get the recaps up The night of. So we'll probably be back on Friday afternoon. Enjoy the game. Keep it locked here Friday for the game recap right here on the Fourth of Culture podcast.